Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. School is killing me right now, but that's a story for another day. Um, I also do YouTube, Instagram, this podcast. I have two companies. One is an apparel company and one is a candle company. And I'm also a freelance video editor. I will be quite honest. I am recording this intro and I'm like, I want to sleep. Like school has, okay, we're going to get into it a little bit. School has been interesting. I honestly, at the beginning, like when they announced that school would be totally online, I was like low-key a little bit excited. I was like, wow, like I get to do school from home, like from my room, I get to chill. Like I have time to do so many other things, but honestly, it is so much more time consuming and so much more work in my opinion, because a lot of like teachers are doing like pre-recorded lectures, then Zoom lectures then readings and then homework. It's like you, it's hard to like separate everything into like like time management is usually something that I'm like fairly good at and like I'm able to do but for some reason it's like impossible for me to do right now and I really don't know why um but it's just been like a struggle I don't know if anyone else is facing this if you are like head over to my Instagram right now at behind the girl boss and please slide into my DMs and let me know that I'm not the only one because I am struggling but anyways this podcast is called behind the girl boss and if this is your first time listening hello welcome i hope you stay i hope you stick around um but this podcast is mainly a business lifestyle podcast i enjoy to talk to people that are social media creators who own their own business um people who are working in social media marketing all those things is like all those things i just love to talk about people's journeys and how they got to where they are today or where they hope to be so that's what this podcast is about it's heavily influenced or not i don't know if that's the word it's heavily based upon interviews so i love just talking to people in the industry and things like that and just like getting to know like their journey and their story and everything so today's episode we have another guest and her name is melanie loren and she is a content creator on instagram and on tiktok and she is also a social media lead at a company and it was so much fun talking to her we discussed everything ranging from school internships postgrad working in social media how to build a tiktok platform and all those things and she's also located in calgary alberta so it was also cool to talk to a fellow canadian creator without further ado we're going to just jump right into this podcast episode i really do hope you guys enjoy it and here we go hey everyone what's up and welcome back to behind the girl boss so today i have melanie here with me so hi melanie hi thanks for having me thanks so much for coming on do you want to start off by telling us a bit about yourself Sure. Um, So hi, everyone. My name is Melanie. Um, I'm 27 years old. I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's home for me. Um, Social media is my job in a couple of different ways. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, I love the internet. Um, I'm not sure what else there is to say about me, but we'll get into that for sure. Yeah, it's a good intro. Um, so before cool. I jump into like the questions and everything, I usually do like a little hot seat segment to kind of break the ice and just get into things. Nice. Cool. So the first one is, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? 
Um, Paris. Paris? I've never been. It, yeah, it's amazing. I have, like, my my family, like, my grandparents were born in France and in Paris. Okay. And so I have, like, this family connection. But, um, yeah, I've been a couple of times, more so, like, as a kid. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, magical. Um, there's lots of places where I'd want to live, though. I don't know. I just, that one just came up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like such a nice place to live. Do you speak French? Yeah, I do. Okay, same. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. If you could rewatch only one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, maybe The O.C., or Gossip Girl or Friends. I've only watched Friends. I never watched the other two. No. Oh my gosh. No. Maybe I don't know. That was like all like that was so popular when I was like a teenager. Um, yeah, the best. <laughs> and the last <laughs> one is, what is your go-to meal? Um, probably like some sort of like grain, so like rice or quinoa or something and then like some veggies and like maybe some fried tofu and like a sauce so like I guess like a buddha bowl but yeah something like that love that (laughs) um so where did you go to college and what was your major so I initially went to St. FX in Nova Scotia and I was studying to become a dietitian and the, uh, I didn't continue with that. Um, I was there for like a year and a half and I actually like ended up taking a break from school like partway through my second year. And then I took about a year and a half off of school to like figure out what I wanted to do. And then I ended up um, starting school again in Calgary, Alberta at the University of Calgary, which is like my hometown. And I studied I got a Bachelor of Commerce in Marketing. Awesome. So if you could go back, would you change like your last major that you did? Or do you think like you'd stick with it? Um, like my business major, like the second yeah. one, the one that I like got. Um, I definitely wouldn't change it because it's, I'm like working in the field now and like I did learn a lot in some ways from it I don't think I would change it but I would there's a lot of other things that I am passionate about that it would be cool to go to school Mm -hmm. for um, like to go back to school maybe but um, like I've always wanted to go to culinary school um, and like back to the Paris thing I would absolutely love to just like drop everything and like go live in Paris and like go to like cooking school yeah but that's just not like that realistic right now mm-hmm. um it would be like really expensive and obviously I'd have to like quit my job and whatever so yeah, yeah I don't regret the uh major but um yeah there's like lots of other things that I'm that I would like love to learn in my life um in school it's just hard because once you start working it's hard to make the decision to like go back to school yeah for sure yeah awesome so did you do any internships while you were in school Yes, I did two formal internships. So like ones that were like I was, my title was like intern. Um, But all throughout school and university, I'm not sure. I I think that this is pretty standard for most universities, but there's a lot of pressure to like get work experience. And Mm -hmm. I found it to be a little bit like not overwhelming, but like it... um, because myself I'm kind of like I don't know if type A is the right word but like I 
I'm, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And so like coupled with that, I was like, okay, I need to get as much work experience as possible. And I did like some internships. I also took on like part-time work, like throughout my whole university. I like did some freelance work. I really did a lot. Um, and yeah. I'm grateful because that like, you know, propelled me into my career. But at the same time, I do feel like there's a lot of pressure on like students to get that experience but sometimes it can be like at the cost of their mental health or like their school or um it's just like kind of a crazy world where like everyone you just like want your resume to be so stacked Mm -hmm. like when you leave school and like now that I'm kind of on the other side I realize that um like you should be focusing on your school and like yeah you want to get real world experience but like everything you're going to be like shoved into this like adult professional world depending on what your career is yeah. and like you'll learn that stuff so fast and it's so different from being an intern like as an intern you get shielded from a lot of stuff and you learn a lot but no one gives you like the um the stress or the responsibility of like being a full-time employee kind of thing so yeah Sorry, I really went on a tangent there. No, no, it's good. I like that because like I'm in like my third year in like university and stuff. And like mm-hmm. half the people in my program are talking about like getting internships and all these things. And like mm-hmm. as much as I want to, I feel like I also don't even have time right now. And if I shoved one in, like I'd obviously hit a breaking point at one point. Yeah. And like my thing with that is it, in my school, like they didn't offer that much support to help us like get mm-hmm. internships. It was very much like, they hammered it into us that we needed experience but they were kind of like you're on your own to find it and like there were like formal like co-op programs which I didn't like sign up for because I felt like even that like they just weren't they didn't offer the type of support that Mm -hmm. I really needed so I just did it myself but I think that like what you're doing is what I recommend I would recommend more so over like a formal internship is like doing something that you're passionate about and like freelancing or running your own business like depending on what your interest is and like gaining experience just on your own because then you can like speak to it in your job interviews in like a way more like detailed and like personalized Mm -hmm. way as opposed to be like well I like had this four-month internship at like this company and you know I was given like these tasks whereas like if you kind of just like fumble through like doing your own thing it's so much more valuable I think yeah Um, yeah so like I would say just like don't even worry about it (laughs) Um, you're obviously busy and you're obviously doing a lot and yeah I don't know strange (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so what was the process like post-grad to find a job yeah so on that same note I remember it being incredibly stressful um because my major was like commerce, like a lot of the people in my program were like, yeah, like really motivated people, um, especially like in the major, it was like there was jobs available or there was jobs out there, but you had to like obviously get them. Mm-hmm. I remember starting to apply to jobs and going for interviews like way before I should have, like six months before I even like graduated. And that kind of got me like I almost started too early because people would be like, well, we like you, but we can't wait like six months yeah. until you graduated. And I just remember too, like, I remember figuring out like, how should I word this on my resume that I'm like still in school, but like almost done. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, definitely, I, I definitely like started applying. Um, I, and then what's like an interesting story to talk about 
for postgrad. I found this company and it was a small PR and marketing firm in Calgary. And I was so attracted to it and they had posted a job and I forget what the job title was, but the job seemed like perfect for me. And I was just so excited. So I like submitted my resume right away. And then like I got contacted and they wanted to do um, like a quick phone call. And so we did a phone call and then we did a formal interview. And then after the interview, we did um, a writing test and like it got pretty far. I mean, I think most people have probably experienced something like this where like got pretty far in the interview process and I really thought I was going to get the job and I really wanted it. And then I got a call from the company and they told me that they went with someone else and I was like devastated. Like I, I, yeah, I felt, it just felt like it was just like ripped away from me and it felt so perfect. And I Mm -hmm. couldn't imagine like who else they went with, but like ultimately they went with someone who had like a couple of years experience. Like I was just getting out of school, but what happened was that company they said like well we really liked you and we're interested in like working with you and our team might be growing soon so like let's stay in touch and this is like my advice for everyone is like sometimes when people say that they actually mean it (laughs) and so I did keep in touch or I, I basically asked like okay like what when should I check in and she gave me like a month and it was a couple months down the road and I like sent an email just like checking in seeing if she wanted to go for coffee um and I forget exactly what happened but basically they this the the owner of the company phoned me and said like we are looking for a team a new team member and we like need them to start right away and they're like we want it to be you and so I was like oh my gosh yay (laughs) Um, and so I ended up joining that team and that was my first job out of school Mm -hmm. and who I ended up like working with, who was like my like coach slash mentor slash like friend, or like really she was like my work wife, I would say. She was the one who got the job when I, the the job that I didn't get. Mm -hmm. And she was so much more suited to it. Like she had a lot more years of experience, but we ended up having such a good relationship. And I was at that company for two years. And so like, I love telling that story because I was so devastated. And then I ended up working at that company and um, I'm happy I didn't get that first job because I wasn't qualified for it. And it would have been, it would have just changed the whole experience. So that was my experience post-grad. I know that a lot of people don't get a job that easily. Mm -hmm. I had like my convocation on like a Friday and I started work on the Monday so I went like straight out of school, but I was also, when I graduated, I was 24, just about to be 25. Yeah. And so not that age like really matters at all, but like if you're graduating and you're like 22 or 23, like don't worry about getting a job right away out of school. But for me, like I, I was in school on and off for like seven years. And by the time I graduated, it was like, okay, I need to like get into the Mm -hmm. working world. And I did and like had the opportunity to do that. But also I didn't really have any time to like rest after school, you know, like graduating school is a huge accomplishment. I didn't really have time to rest, but that was like my journey. And that's what happened to me. And I feel like really lucky that that happened, but I also worked really hard to like get that job or like any job kind of like post-grad but it's yeah it's hard out there <laughs> no I f- well I don't feel that because I don't know yet but I've heard a lot <laughs> of stories so thanks yeah. for sharing that yeah no problem 
Um, so you currently work as a social media lead. What does this mm -hmm. job entail? Yeah, so um, as mentioned, this is a new position for me because I was with my old company for two years mm -hmm. and I basically made the change. I got like approached by my new bosses while I was in my old position, which is like a story in itself, just like navigating a career change or a job change, especially like within the same industry um, and like in the same city. I don't know. It was yeah. just, it was a, it was a, a process. Um, but yeah, so I basically in my old job, I had the title of account executive, um, which didn't really fit what I ended up doing. I ended up doing a lot of social media just because that's what I had experience in. And basically I made this switch to become the social media lead at an agency that, um, they are more of a creative and social media focused agency. Whereas my mm -hmm. other job was like PR and marketing and like strategic communications and more, it was like B2B, which is business to business marketing. So in my current role, I've been there for, I think coming up on three months and every day is different, but in my role, like it would, it just entails strategizing and like putting together strategies for clients um, that include like audits of their current, what they're currently doing on social and their competitors and then execution. So like we will have just like social media programs that we run and I have one gal who helps me basically like run our little social team and I'm about to have another girl start October 5th but basically like our little team like we do everything from like coming up with what we want to post on people's on clients social media channels planning out the content we have like a photo video and creative team um, and so they actually like shoot content for us which is like a dream for me because mm -hmm. so many uh, businesses use like stock photos and like we do that as well yeah. but we actually have like content creation in-house which is again like a dream for me and so I work with them for like what we need um honestly it all sounds like really simple stuff but when you have like 15 clients that you're yeah. juggling it can get a lot and so like technically my role is to sort of like oversee and make sure things are running smoothly but honestly like I am in the trenches a lot and basically just yeah like drafting captions and posting and coming up with like instagram stories my agency is like very our favorite platform is instagram so we're like very instagram forward which is great for mm -hmm. me because i love it um but yeah that's pretty much in my role i don't know if that really like covers much base yeah i would say like working at an agency is not for everyone it's like extremely rewarding work because it's really fast-paced and you get a lot done and you also have a lot of autonomy because there's just a lot to take care of and mm -hmm. you have to take care of it. And you don't always have, like, you can't always go to like your, your boss and be like, what do you think of this situation? Because it just needs to happen. And your boss is like in meetings all day kind of thing. So if anyone is like in marketing or communications or PR getting agency experience, a lot of people like want to see that um, because they then know that you can work in a really fast paced environment. And it's just, yeah, a different lifestyle, I guess. And it just, it's, it can be really 
kind of crazy. <laughs> it can be really demanding. Yeah. But a lot of people like work in agencies and then like eventually they'll go somewhere like in-house and it can be like a little bit more chill. Um, but yeah, like agency experience, especially as a new grad, especially when you're young and energetic, that's really helpful mm-hmm. um, because you can just, you know, you're like, you're like pumped to just get in there and learn and do a bunch of stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of like in my, I, I guess I'm in my like third year of working in an agency. So I'm like, just kind of out of that, like really hungry, like energetic phase. Like I don't feel super energetic yeah. anymore because it's a grind, but it's still amazing. Like I still love it for now. um so like what would you say is the best or most like rewarding part about working in social media I think that this has really only come up this year to be honest but the most rewarding part for me this year has been helping to guide our clients with messaging that's really like important and impactful for example like the Black Lives Matter movement that was an an insane time to work in social Mm -hmm. media because we were dealing with clients coming to us being like, what do we say? And then us trying to, it it was like overnight we became like, we had to be experts on like diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, I, I personally like did a lot that was just a crazy time. But yeah, like I did a lot of my own research and especially like a lot of marketers that I follow online, like everyone was kind of freaking out because it just, it was a big responsibility, but also it was like, I loved being able to step up to the chance because that's the kind of thing that I love is like anyone can really like post fluffy stuff on social media, but when you're dealing with like large brands and they're needing to put out a message Mm -hmm. like specific to a topic like that, feels high stakes but it feels really like important to me Mm -hmm. um and so and even just beyond like not just Black Lives Matter but also when um like COVID-19 started we had to you know guide our clients as to like what they should say on social or what they like shouldn't say you know like for a lot of the clients I was like you don't really need to say anything unless it impacts your like customers and they need to find out via social media like if you ha- you can like contact your customers directly or you can have them on email mm-hmm. like um anyways yeah so I think the most rewarding part this year has been like there's been some really important conversations and it's been like a long time coming for a lot of this yeah. but um it feels really good when someone is coming to you being like help me like portray the message that I want to like in the right words because then it's like it's actually a challenge and it's like that stuff is fun to me but it can feel like a lot. Yeah, for sure. I understand that. And like, I remember during that time, like my whole Instagram feed was like companies just like coming out and like talking about it and stuff. And it was like Mm kind of like very powerful at the same time. It was, yeah. And like, I love, I don't want to say like scrutinize or judge, but like I'm obsessed with like brands messaging and like what they choose because mm-hmm. I know that there's a team behind it and like yeah. I can just imagine the conversations and I can just imagine like how many approvals it has to go through mm-hmm. and so like when a company like really like screws up with a statement or like a you know just anything when they like really screw up I can't even imagine like how many people that had to go through like for these big companies not small companies but for big companies I'm like 
you likely have an entire PR team. There's people in your marketing and your comms departments. So I think because I know the behind the scenes, I'm like hyper critical of brands. But at the same time, I'm like hyper, like I celebrate when a brand gets it right because it's kind of rare and I'm like, okay, good for them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But crazy, crazy time. (laughs) I can imagine. Um, for anyone like listening to this right now that has an interest in working in like the social media world, what advice would you give to them? Yeah. So the first thing that came to mind was in terms of like getting experienced as we chatted about, like in university, I would say, I think I've mentioned this before. And like, I, I would say number one, try and get internships or any type of like formal work experience Mm -hmm. in social media social media is such like a demanding job where like there's so much legwork and the volume of work is there for every business. And so a lot of places are looking for interns or coordinators or just help in any way. So it can be easy-ish to get internships in social media. So I would say like look for something like that. And then if you can't find anything like that, I would say if you're just starting out and you don't have any experience, like if any of your like family members or friends or people you know like have small businesses and you know that it's like the owner running their like Instagram Mm -hmm. account like approach them and ask them if like they'd be interested in having you run it Um, and you could either do this at like a super discounted rate or you could just do it for free and like be like I'll do this for you for like two months and then just get sort of like a little case study together or whatever like just in terms of getting experience like you can offer to do things for free I don't think you should like work for free forever but if you're a student, mm-hmm. you can like run someone's Instagram for two months kind of thing. And then, or you can even be like, let's see how it goes. And if you are like, like it, we can continue to do it at like a couple hundred dollars a month kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I would say if like, you don't have an opportunity like that, then like just work on like building your own personal social channels. And if you're not comfortable being like a brand yourself, then work on building like a, I don't know, like an Instagram account that has like like egg, like an egg fan account or something, like truly anything. Um, I think that like, especially in social media, it's not that you need to be an influencer or, but they want to see that you can do the easiest thing to like build up is like a personal brand. What's hard Mm -hmm. is like helping a a brand um, build up their social channels. And like, you don't feel that you can constantly do that for like your own. It's Anyways, I just, yeah, you can like do anything. Like you can start a blog, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast, um, just like anything that like gets you comfortable with even just using the platforms. Like if you're interested in like true social media, mm-hmm. like working in, in social media, it's like you want to know the ins and out of posting on every platform because you need to know like the limitations and so like when you're drafting content or pulling content you don't want to be recommending to your client like yeah we'll do this and then when it comes time to posting you're like ooh, actually I don't think we can do it that way you know like you need to know all of that so just like get comfortable with that and then also um I think that for a lot of people I'm not sure if they start out wanting to work specifically in social media they might have more of a broader like marketing interest Mm -hmm. um and so I guess like getting a job just like explore your interests a bit like social media is not for everyone and I think that 
if you want to work in social media, you sort of have to see like, you have to have like a glass half full type of attitude towards yeah. social media because there are a lot of negative things about it. And so you have to really know why you like it because it can be really taxing if you work in it and you don't know why you like it or why it's important for like companies to focus on because you'll get questioned by like clients and people that you basically people that are going to be paying you to do their socials they're going to be asking you to prove your value all the time and if you Mm -hmm. can't like speak about that then it would it will just be like really hard so that's my recommendation. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I found you initially on TikTok uh, because you post nice. a lot of like marketing and social media tips. So when and why did you start your like TikTok account? Nice. Okay. So I will shout out my friend Kaylee. Um, Kaylee, she is also like a marketing and influencer marketing expert and she has she actually has her own marketing agency she and like she's she lives in Calgary and so we're we're connected and she is the one that pushed me to start posting on TikTok basically she was posting on Instagram about how she was getting a lot of traction on TikTok So she was just like, yeah, I posted my first video and like it got like 4,000 views and I had like zero followers. And she was like, it's crazy. And she started like doing some research into TikTok for like her like business. And Mm -hmm. she just started, yeah, kind of testing it. And she had like a couple of her videos go viral and she was just seeing that her followers were climbing really fast. And she was basically like encouraging her like influencer slash content creator friends to like jump on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And this was in the fall of 2019. So TikTok had been around for a while, but I think that like for someone like myself and Kaylee, like we, I mean, we're 27 and so like a bit outside of the age range. Like now I feel like TikTok has a a huge like age range, but kind of when it first started, it was like, like more like teenager or like young adult. It felt Mm -hmm. like we were just kind of a little bit outside of that. And so Kaylee, even on her stories, was like, I know it sounds like cringy. And I know that like, you see the videos that people post there, but she was like, just get on it. Like, as like, content creators, you're like comfortable doing video content. And that's what stops a lot of people from because like a lot of people on Instagram, they just have photos and they're like more comfortable just like editing their photos and putting a filter, whatever, but they're not Mm -hmm. super confident about being on video. And so Kaylee was just like, if you are comfortable in video and you have like those skills, just like go on TikTok. And so I remember I was like, it was my last trip with my boyfriend before the pandemic. We were in Mexico and I posted my first couple of TikToks there and they were like so bad and I don't <laughs> even know. Um, I don't think I even still have them up, but I started posting like, I didn't know what I wanted to post about. So I was just doing random things. I would do like mm-hmm. lifestyle or cooking or fashion or like just truly random things, some like comedy stuff. And then I think I had my first video go viral and it was just like such an exciting feeling because I'd never had, I've been on social media, especially, or like I've been on Instagram since it started kind of thing. And like, Mm -hmm. I've been slowly building up my following, but I've never experienced anything like that where you can have not many followers and can go viral. And so that's how it really all started. And then I, yeah, so I had a couple of videos go viral in the beginning and it was like me making a cheese board or like I think there was like a fashion one that went viral. There was one where I was talking about my boyfriend and how he was so sweet and he got me this like care package when I got an IUD put in. 
um, and just like random things like that. Mm -hmm. And then I think I started talking about like marketing and influencer stuff just because I think I like peppered it in somewhere and people were like really interested in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, this stuff kind of just feels normal and it's like my everyday. But when I was like saying a couple of things, like people were just blown away by it or they would have so many questions that I thought that like everyone knew. Yeah. But they didn't, obviously. And I think that's my advice for most people. If you're posting online, like you are an expert in something and it might seem like common sense to you, but it's likely not for everyone else. And the Mm -hmm. worst that could happen is that you're like repeating something that someone already knows and that's fine. And so I started, yeah, posting a a bit more about like marketing and especially like behind the scenes influencer stuff. Um, And yeah, and then my account like started picking up. There was one month, I think it was like, March of this year maybe that I grew like 20,000 followers on TikTok and that was insane it was like I would be looking at my follower count just climbing and like I would tell my boyfriend like yeah I'm probably gonna hit this number by like today and he'd be like today and I'd be like yeah like (laughs) I'm really growing fast and then it's definitely leveled off now because I'm not posting as much just because I'm busy with my job and I want to start again but it again with TikTok I feel like it comes in waves and seasons where people have like different sentiments about it and so do I but yeah I yeah it was it was just fun to like to and I think that still like right now there's still huge opportunity for people to like go viral on TikTok and if I were to do it over again I would just start posting I would have started posting with just like marketing and influencer stuff because when you go viral and then you get followers or sorry if a video goes viral and you get a bunch of followers from it if it's not the type of video that you want to be doing, then your followers like aren't really that like targeted, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's still nice to have a bunch of followers, but yeah. I don't exactly know my like demographic. Like I have almost 40,000 followers on TikTok, but I don't think all of those people are like tuning into my videos. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's like cool to say like I have like forty thousand followers on like one platform. It's cool. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's nothing like like I've never experienced something like that. So like, I'm down for it. But yeah, yeah. Do you think that the followers that you have on TikTok have helped you grow your Instagram? Um, a tiny bit, yeah. And like, I've tried to actually like it's it's kind of like a known thing that it's really hard to like move your TikTok followers to your Instagram. I think that's Mm -hmm. like, I I personally have never really had like two platforms. So like I've always just been an Instagram gal. Mm -hmm. And so when I had like two, which like most content creators or influencers like have multiples, I'm kind of like an outlier where like I just couldn't be bothered with other platforms. But it's kind of like a known thing that it's really hard to get like the crossover because when you're on TikTok and you're just like, follow me on Instagram people like don't yeah and so I tried to come up with some creative ways to try and do that to like increase my Instagram followers but then also just to see as like a test almost so that I could talk about it in a TikTok video Mm -hmm. and so like I did a bunch of TikTok videos where I was like I want to hype you guys up on Instagram like um, comment your username and I'll like go and like spam your pics and like leave a comment or whatever and so I and like I would get a ton of comments with their usernames but then that meant like 
I was sitting down for like four hours to do it. So it's like, it's not easy, but I would go and do that. And then a lot of people would follow me back, but it was like extremely tedious because like not everyone would. And Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it was probably like, I don't know, just a handful of people, I guess, but I did that a couple of times. And that like really helped. And again, that was something that like me and some like influencer friends kind of chatted about like, oh, this is like a fun way to like, I guess, like spread positivity, but also like, you're like getting something (laughs) or like, you want to connect with people on Instagram. I also like, I do, I did find a lot of people like on TikTok that I then connected with on Instagram that we like followed each other back. And Mm -hmm. it was awesome. Like, it was cool. I don't know when, when people would come and comment on my Instagram, be like, found you on TikTok. It made me so happy because I don't know. It was just the first time I was experiencing like people coming from a different platform. Yeah. So it was fun. Like I was like, oh, cool. You like liked my videos enough that you came and checked me out on Instagram. And when I find people that I like on TikTok, I like always go and look at what they're doing on Instagram. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. I find it so fun because it can be so different, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm always like curious, like if someone has like 400,000 followers on TikTok, TikTok, I'm always curious if they have a big following on Instagram. And usually they usually like they do, but it's usually a lot less. Like Mm -hmm. they usually have like a substantial following, but like TikTok is kind of like crazy where a lot of people have like 400, 500,000 followers. And it's just crazy. It's just the sheer volume of people that are on the app, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's TikTok. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Um, So the last part of my podcast, um, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I got a lot. So I picked like my favorite ones. Yay. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, So the first one is how are you able to practice self-care with a busy schedule? Great question. Self-care is something that I'm really passionate about. And like, especially in the last couple of years, because I think that when I was younger, I did not like take care of myself very well. And so it's, and it's still like a struggle, honestly, like I really, I really like, like what I do for work and it keeps me extremely busy and I have a hard time completely disconnecting and doing something else or doing something that's like not productive at all. Even like when I'm not working, I love like taking care of business. And so like, I love like doing laundry or like cleaning or like cooking. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a person who really thrives on like getting things done and being productive and I've kind of embraced that about myself because I don't think that's ever going to change but at the same time it can be like really hindering to like keeping myself healthy and like my boyfriend will always be like can you just like chill and like sit down for a second Mm -hmm. and like maybe when we're like watching a movie like don't be like on your phone and I'm like well I just like I'm a multitasker like I love to have like three things happening at once (laughs) and I think that that's like a product of like our generation and lifestyle like I know that like there's something deeper behind that where I constantly need to be like stimulated and Mm -hmm. uh, um, but in terms of self-care I it's really like small things that keep me I think healthy like I love walking and I've also like I've been really into exercise or like different forms of exercise like spin and like boxing and things like that like at times in my in my like 20s for example but I've always had kind of like an up and down experience with that where I'm like either really into an activity and I'm doing like every day and I'm almost like working out too much and then there'll be like a period where it's like six months goes by and Mm -hmm. I haven't done any workouts so I've been kind of going through like a journey of like I guess like 
physical and mental health and like how I can just be like happy with like moving my body and, and not to like look a certain way or whatever. So I love to walk. Um, like I tr really haven't been doing much exercise lately, but I just love to like get out and like have a walk. And I think that I always thought that like that wouldn't, isn't like enough exercise mm -hmm. or like that's not like high intensity enough, but, um, but like whatever you want to do is totally fine. So like, I just, I just love going out for walks. Um, I love to cook. And so I make sure that like, like food is a big part for me where like, I love to like be nourished and like, but also like have pleasure in like eating. And so it's not that everything mm -hmm. I eat is like super healthy. Um, I used to be like a lot more like strict about it. And now I've just done a lot of work on like every type of food has like a place in your life. And so I love yeah. in terms of self-care, like as long as I'm like eating like good food throughout the day and like staying like energized like that's a huge thing because when you're like so productive and like on the go all the time it's like you, like a lot of people will have really unhealthy habits where they're like they only have coffee until like 2 p.m and it's like yeah. I can't do that and I will feel like crap and so like I just like eat all day long <laughs> um and then I yeah I try to have some moments where I will try and go like phone free but I'll admit it's really hard if I do mm -hmm. I'm like it's maybe like an hour and that's like feels nice I like listen to, listening to podcasts I like reading yeah I think my self-care is just like yeah like just like doing whatever I want as long as it's not harming someone else <laughs> like just yeah. doing whatever I want when I want and I it's taken me a while to get here because I don't know it's like I would like sometimes I'm like oh should I be like out with friends or should I be doing this I'm like no, I just like really want to like go for a walk and listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I don't know, that's like, it's like pretty simple. <laughs> it's more of just like a mindset thing, I think, rather than like activities. It's just like caring for yourself is like actually really productive. Yeah. So like, just do it. For sure. Um, so someone else would like to know, what is your favorite part of social media as a whole? I feel like when everyone, or like this, the answer to that question is always like, oh, I love connecting with people. But like, it's kind of true, I guess. I think, as I just mentioned with like self-care, like I'm a pretty, I like my own company and I like to spend, like I love my friends and family, but I mm -hmm. definitely don't need to be surrounded by people all the time. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's because I truly feel connected to a lot of different people, including my friends and including people that I've never met on social mm -hmm. media, like at all times. And so I just like love how like there's people that I are, I'm like internet friends with and like I've never met them. I maybe yeah. don't know, like, like I don't know their whole life story, like, or like even I'm like, wait, where are they located again? <laughs> because it yeah. like kind of doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I mean, that's for me like personally because like with work and when we're working with like clients I think I love being able to help them like see the value in social media and for them to like grow their accounts and to I also love like the anecdotal stuff where like either at work or either if I'm doing like an influencer campaign I love like screenshotting comments or dms like mm -hmm. I find that stuff so much more interesting than like the numbers yeah. Um, of like showing a brand like hey this is what people were um, talking about or asking um, yeah I really love yeah I love that part of it for sure yeah I agree with what you said before too about like I feel like it's just cool that you can connect or like 
know people that like live anywhere in the world and like find like a connection with them I think that's really cool totally yeah and like that's one of the things that I always like advocate for when I'm trying to like hype up social media as a whole like for me it's really nice to have people that I can connect with but like honestly I've never really had that much of an issue with connecting to people or like making friends or like having people to talk to or things like that Mm -hmm. but like I just get really like passionate about it and like it's kind of sad to think about but like I just think about like kids or like people who are like going through something or maybe they're like trying like they're struggling with like their identity or they're like they are like LGBTQ plus and then they're like trying to come out but no one like around them supports them Mm -hmm. and it's like they can find those communities like online and yeah I think that people like underestimate like they think a lot about like oh but there's so much like cyberbullying and there's this there's this and that and it's like but there's also like these like groups and communities that like a lot of people like that's all they have you know yeah and like again I didn't experience that um like needing to find like solace in an online community but like I know it's out there and I know that there's just like communities for like every type of person, like everything that you might be going through, there's like, there would be someone online that would have a similar experience, but you have to obviously put yourself out there and like find that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about it is like, yeah, whatever lifestyle you have or support you need, like you can find it somewhere, you know? Yeah. Awesome. And someone else would like to know what is the best way to market yourself? I think it depends on like what, job you're going for what job you're in or industry like I know it's different for a lot of people I can only really speak to like my industry or like my experience and like I'll say that the current role that I'm in my boss like she and I were connected on Instagram and like she saw what I was doing on TikTok and like making Mm -hmm. videos about marketing and influencer stuff and she was really like pumped about that I was talking about these things and like I'm like 99% that's why I got the job is like when she reached out like she knew who I was like how I spoke what I talked about what I was excited about there's obviously like a lot more to me that I don't put online yeah but specific to like my industry like she wanted to see someone that was like uh walking the walk and so the best way to like market yourself is like be yourself but be online be the best version of yourself like it's cool to keep it real but just Mm -hmm. make sure that you're like ultimately being like just take a lens to, to everything where it's like would I be okay for like my employer or future employer to see this and I don't mean like oh you shouldn't post that bikini photo because like your boss might see it because I personally think that's like complete bs that Mm -hmm. anyone would not want to hire you because you posted like a bikini photo I think more so in like your the way that you like conduct yourself and the words that you use yeah um and like just sort of how you position yourself online is really what matters and um but yeah just like be be true to it and just like don't I know that I've struggled a bit with being in jobs where I'm like oh but I don't like want them to like follow me on Instagram and watch all my stories and yeah but I've gotten over that because the job that I'm in now like 
I got hired because of that stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not easy. Like a lot of people do feel they're like, oh my gosh, like my teammates, they're going to like see the like selfie that I posted. And like, that feels embarrassing to me. And I think we just need to get over that because like, it's fine. You can like be like a professional woman and like still post selfies online, you yeah. know, like, it's like, it doesn't matter. And like, it's such an old school way of thinking of being like, mm-hmm if you post this, you are this, and it just doesn't really make any sense. So just be yourself, but also like work through it and be confident about yourself. If you like are finding that every time before you post, you're like, oh, like, should I post this? And like, what is this person going to think of this? And this person, like try and fight through that because like, that's just ridiculous. And like, no one needs to live their life that way. As long as like what you're posting is like appropriate in any sense of the word, just go for it because no one really cares. <laughs> and if they do yeah, care, sure. then like it's their problem. Yes. Love that. Um, yeah. Well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for um, <laughs> coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Um, before you go, do you want to shout out your socials where everyone can find you? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's like my preferred platform. It's Melanie Loren. So M-E-L-A-N-I-E. L-A-U-R-E-N-E. And then you can find me on TikTok and Twitter with that same handle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thanks, Amanda. It was so fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really do hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, do not forget to go support Melanie on her journey. Follow her on Instagram. She's almost at 10K on Instagram and she's almost at 40K on TikTok. So go support the hustle, go support the grind, go support the vibes um if you want to support me please don't be shy my instagrams are at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda Wan, and you can follow me on youtube it's amanda Wan is my youtube i would love 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 if you go support me and let me know if you came from this podcast episode so thank you guys so much once again for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on share it on instagram share it with your friends all that jazz i would really appreciate it And yeah, so I hope you guys did enjoy this and I will hear you next time.